your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. One to one with odds and evens. One to one with odds and evens. Yeah, so we're recording. I've got Tabriz, the amateur footballer, on tonight. Um, thanks for coming on, Tabriz. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for, uh, for well, uh, I'm not persuading me, but but telling me I'm coming on your show. So I'm like, you know what? I have to do something for Simon. So you know what? Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Lovely. Thank you. Um, we kind of met. I've, uh, we just kind of met. I phoned. We phoned each other. I phoned you yeah. one day, didn't I? And um, yes. yeah. I, I remember where I was. I was at Euston Station. And I thought yeah. um, I'll give this geezer a ring, and uh, <laughs> and then and then you were more you were more keen to put, which kind of talk sort of uh, defines your character. You were, you was more intent on on telling me. Well, really, you want to speak to these people at People's FC because they're doing really good stuff, really good stuff, and that kind of. Uh, I like that, you know, it's, um, so that was kind of kind and nice and, you know, you weren't deflecting, you were just saying, look, there's loads of people out there. So quite, quite humble man is, uh, is Tabriz, the amateur footballer. That accent, Tabriz, where, where are you from? So I, I was uh, born in Nottingham, um, but, you know, I, I like, moved from Nottingham when I was about three or four and then uh, I grew up in uh, Leeds. Uh, so it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of more of that kind of northern, that kind of rough northern accent. And then um, I moved to London in my 20s and um, I literally enjoyed the social life. So um, so I kind of, yeah, I would say I've kind of got, got a bit of a twang. Um, you know, a lot of people can't really define, you know, where I come from. So a lot of people either say Birmingham or Manchester. But yeah, you know, it's a you know um, a bit further up, um, and uh, you know, again, Leeds is a it's a kind of hotbed of um, football talent, and um, oh yeah, I really really enjoyed my time there. Yes, yeah, so the hotbed of nights out as well. I remember that in the <laughs> in the nineties, back to basic, Dave Beer and all that. Wow, man, ah, crazy nights. Anyway, we won't talk about that tonight. Um, exactly. Maybe it may be off air. So, when did you start playing football? Oh wow! Ah, uh, gosh. So, um, probably the age of um, six, seven. Um, my kind of earliest memory um, was literally playing um, like a World Cup kick-up tournament with uh, my brother and my next-door neighbour, and we used to use the wall as a prop. And I just remember just kind of, you know, spending hours and hours just kind of just kicking the ball against the wall. And, you know, again, you know, it's kind of honing your skills. And um, I'd say I started playing, say, Sunday league football, probably when I was about, you know, again, 11, 12. And, um, you know, I'm I'm in my advanced years of of 30 now. So, you know, I think everyone can literally do the maths. And, uh, And, yeah, I've kind of had a... I kind of had a decent grassroots Sunday league career. Um, I've kind of had my ups and downs, but I'm I'm actually glad that uh, that I'm here to to like live to tell to uh, yeah to actually tell 
tell the tale on um, you know few um, situations. Yeah. So, you, did you find football was a kind of release from stuff? Was a stuff going on at, at not at, you know at home and stuff like that that um, you kind of were you good at school and stuff like that? Were you good good boy or? Um, I was a bit of a daydreamer. Uh, that was really what a lot of the teachers used to uh, put in my report. And, you know, football, probably with video, it's probably the only things I know how to do without thinking. And uh, in, in school, I was, you know, I was kind of blessed to, to kind of have the ability to actually, you know, play, you know, with with a lot of the better players and um, I think what it is for me is I'd say football saved my social life um, you know growing up and you know I, I like still have it now um, but you know especially at primary school um, I had a really bad speech impediment um, and it got so bad where I couldn't even say my name so you know I was really really quiet um, but you know what what kind of made me stand out was my football ability. I kind of let the football do my talking. And, you know, I didn't really realise it until later on, probably my, I'd say, middle teens or late teens, how important football was to me, you know, just to kind of get into certain, not kind of social circles, but I'd say be, be accepted within my peer group um mm. so you know i you know um i wasn't bullied you know i got teased you know you we're like talking you know mid 90s you know again you know you've you've, you've got to be tough especially living in leeds you know um you know if you're you know if you don't stand up for yourself then you know you will get bulldozed um so you know i kind of use football as as my superpower um, but no, you know, I was, I was kind of decent at school. Um, I bunked off like, you know, I'd say anyone else, you know, around my age group. Um, but you know, I kind of literally never got into any kind of crazy, crazy tr- trouble, you know, boys will, boys will be boys. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> football was kind of definitely, definitely my thing. It was, it was um, literally where I could express myself and, um, you know, yeah, I was, I was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good in my, um, you know, in my heyday. Right, and uh, you st- are you still are you still playing? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, I think I'm probably playing more now um, than I did even in my twenties. So um, I played a Saturday for um, a vets team, and then on a Sunday, open age. Um, I train when I can. Um, you know, and, you know, I kind of take my, my recovery a lot more serious, um, um, as well. So, you know, I'm kind of really, uh, you know, trying to look after myself within reason, of course, you know, um, you know, I kind of do like a, like a burger or two and, you know, um, maybe a Malibu and Coke, but, you know, I, I, I kind of really love the game and, you know, you know, I want to play as long as possible. Yeah, a lot of people say that. And um, and what inspired you to um, 
I mean, you play on a Saturday and a Sunday. So when do you get time to do all the stuff? That that's another question. That's maybe for another another interview. But I'm just thinking, where does he get all the time to do it? Because you're, you're quite <laughs> prolific. Um, what made you start making videos? Oh gosh, um, I would I would say it was my kids. Um, in you know, um, in my late twenties, early thirties, you know, I was kind of thinking, well, you know what, um. I've had a, you know, a bit of a journey and uh, I was thinking, you know what, why, why don't I just document myself just talking about the game that I love? Um, and that's really how it started. Um, you know, in my kind of early like videos, you will like see me talking about how, how I was feeling um, and how, how a particular game went not a lot of game footage it was literally just about my own journey and you know it was and it was to show my kids look you know what dad was a decent you know athlete and you know like he played football and it was kind of more of a kind of a I'd say a video diary you know so yeah. you know later you know later on in life they can literally look look back and you know it's something that I could possibly look back in the next 20 30 years and then, and then remember those like type of feelings and like you know those type of matches that I was involved with, and um, kind of going like back to your your kind of um, um, question regarding how how I how I managed to film so much and and you know like in terms of time, I don't know if it was a blessing or not, but um I got injured, and you know it was an ankle injury, and I was out for. I say about two or three months, and um, that kind of gave me the opportunity right at the beginning to actually start filming a lot of the games. And you know, I started filming like the games, you know, for, for like Peckham Town for the B team, and then for the A team, and then it just grew. Um, and then you know, I thought, you know what? Rather than me just talking about my own experiences there's so many people in grassroots and there's so many people that i know and you know i might not know them by name but i know them by face and you know everyone's got a story everyone's going on a journey everyone has a team why don't i not only document what i'm doing but let me talk to managers and players that do so much for grassroots football uh and you know what it was just a snowball effect and um here i am now three and a half years later um and um yeah you know i can i can say that i am truly truly blessed because it is it, it is a journey isn't it it's not like it's a it's a journey without it doesn't really have an it doesn't really have an ending does it you know once it's you start sorry 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 carry on. once you once you once you start on it you can't really, there's no, really not really an end, is there? No, you know what? I mean, I've, I've like met so like many people within the game. Um, and, you know, as I said before, you know, like football is literally in my bloodline. And, you know, literally I don't, um, you know, and literally that's a kind of serious statement for like me, like to say, but it's absolutely true. And, you know, I cannot imagine not being involved with, within the game. And like, this is just an, 
literally an avenue for me that I'm really, really lucky to, to have created. And again, yeah, as you said before, there's no ending because again, there's, there's like so, there's some, so many stories, there's so many teams, there's so many ups and downs. And, you know, again, even with the ups and downs, I can literally look, look at my journey um, and like, no, okay, there's, you know, you know, there's been some games where, you know, I've been very embarrassed to actually be involved with. And, you know, there's like games where like the euphoria is so high that I've started crying on the pitch. Um, so yeah, it's a, you know, it's a never, never ending story. It's always evolving. And honestly, I'm so, so fortunate to actually be involved in grassroots Sunday league football. And what was your what was your proud proudest moment so far? Either playing or what you know, playing video. What what is the proudest your proudest moment? Oh wow, uh, my proudest moment. I mean, I've oh gosh, my proudest moment. Um, I've actually got a few, but I, you know, I would I would say um, my proudest moment was managing a team. From, from the ground up and winning our league, I think um, I think that was my proudest moment. Um, what, you know, what team? So that was not um, Norton FC. Yeah, and um, you know, um, and yeah, I'd say so. The kind of background. So um, you know, Norton had a Sunday team. And they also had a Saturday team. And um, in my, I'd say in my prime, I literally broke my arm. So literally I was kind of out for close to, again, five, six, seven months. And I was like, what, you know, what the hell am I going to do now? You know, I can't do anything. And, um, and the chairman at the time said, you know, what? how would you feel of managing a new Saturday team? And, you know, again, exactly what I said before, you know, my anxiety went through the roof. I'm like, you know, I have a stutter, you know, I don't talk a lot. Um, what the hell am I going to give to these players? And, you know, yeah, it was, it was just something so out of my comfort zone. But, you know, I was like, you know what? Yes, because again, it just kept me in, involved with football. And when I say on ones of common in the, you know, in the wind and rain, setting up nets, um, being like beat six, seven nil, um, having like players who, you know what, with no disrespect, you know, that were not the best. Um, and, you know, within three, three seasons, creating an absolutely awesome team mm. uh, with awesome characters and, you know, winning like winning um, our like, league and she beating our like rivals 3-2 and I cried as manager I cried right there um it was it was it was just amazing absolutely amazing because you know that was just something so out of my comfort zone so out of my comfort zone and just having 1920 players listen to everything that I was saying good the bad and the ugly um it, you know, um, that's kind of something that no one can ever, ever take away from me. Mm. Norton FC. Yeah, Norton FC. So, getting, go on. 
yeah um they um they are they are still around um and you know again it's not even a funny story but um Torin that plays for Kenningworld um and you know also at Crystal Palace I've like known like Torin since like he was about eight um you know I I kind of you know managed his his like brother um but like you know literally dad was involved with the Sunday team as well um and you know again a great bloodline um to the like pro like game as well um and again you know they're a, you know, they are a well established team that have been around for years and you know when when i first moved to london or not first but when i when i moved to london norton was the team that i started playing for so from the ages of 1920 to my to about 33 34 i was always norton so you know again that is a that's a big lifespan um i never moved i literally played my my like guts out for the team um and you know again i i you know i have to thank everyone at like norton for kind of giving me that kind of opportunity to to kind of not like only play but kind of you know also manage as well um, and again, they're a really, really, really good, good outfit. Norton FC, they are now playing in the Southern Sunday. I believe that they're in league, uh, oh, they're, they're in the championship or league one of the Southern Sunday. Right, so, league one. yeah. League one. league one. Check them out. Check them out, uh, listeners. Right, Norton FC. Um, I've got to ask this, but boys, What's the biggest mistake you made in football? My, yeah, my uh, biggest it, yeah yeah uh, my biggest mistake was headbutting an opponent. What? Um, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, um, yeah, it was it was it was it was crazy. So um, this is uh, back in Leeds, and um, at the time, um, I was kind of playing for one of the well-known teams in in that like, Leeds that literally. But again, um, create you know created players that were playing for for like Wolves, for Huddersfield. So so again, there was like a lot of eyes on us, and um, we were losing at the time two one, and I won a penalty, and I took the penalty and I missed. Um, and you know again you, you can imagine you know well it you know what. We're like talking like the 90s now. So, of course, you know, like players on the sideline, even like parents were just, you know, hollering and shouting. I'm like, okay, cool. And, you know, I was playing as a left winger. So I'm close. I'm close. I'm probably one of the closest people or players to the crowd. And um, their like right back was just taunting me, literally taunting me, you know, after, after the penalty miss. And I, I can't remember if he tackled me or if I just went up to him and just head like butted in. But he was kind of, you know, definitely in my face. And um, I, yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I don't know if I broke his nose, but um, but I remember seeing blood on my shirt. Um, um, I got a fine. It was it was it was um, over two hundred pounds. Um, um, I had to pay. And um, and a yeah, long ban, and a long ban as well. Um, so it is, you know, 
that that like taught me um, huge, huge, huge lesson to to um, you know respect the game and you know and and to really think of, you know what there are there's like um, a lot of things more important outside of this ninety minute game that can affect people because again you know we're like talking about moms and dads and kids who are watching. There's a kind of responsibility, but, you know, it, it happens. I mean, I've, man- yeah, I've managed kids' teams where the parents have got onto it, and when, they get, when the kids, you know, get to sort of 15, 16, um, some of them are just not going to take it off the parents, you yeah. know what I mean? So they give give it back and then it, it can end up uh, getting a bit, getting a bit nasty. And I, I, I think that's, um, I think parents are an issue anyway. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. you know, just getting a bit overzealous and a bit over, overexcited at kids football, you know, but, uh, and I think, you know, yeah. I mean, again, you know, um, like we were one of like the top teams. So, you know, everyone was good in for us to lose. And, you know, there was, you know, a lot of pressure. pressure cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of pressure, and, you know, um, at like that age, I, you know, um, I couldn't handle the pressure, and um, you know, I, I literally took my frustrations out on my opponent, and literally not in the right way. And um, yeah, literally, I just want to say, um, definitely um, on this podcast, if you know he's like listening, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think you know people who like know me now know know I'm not that 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 type of character. Um, yes, you know, I do get frustrated on the pitch. I I kind of play a different position now, so so kind of my kind of qualities as a kind of centre back is you know definitely um a lot different than I was as a left winger. But um, but no, um, I shouldn't be um physically harming anyone on the pitch and you know i am i am uh, truly 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 sorry well it puts you in a position if you've got and i'm sure you've come across those players and characters that are a bit volatile um and you can kind of share share that experience with them do you know what i mean and, and say look i've been there son or i've been there um whoever um it's happened to me and I learned from it, and and I think that that sometimes in life is 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 you know the gold that we have, the value our ex, our own experiences of, um, you know, drop. I don't know. My experience was kind of dropping out way too early, you know, finding the clubhouse and bit beer and blah blah blah, and then playing a bit of pub football. But, um, you know, there are some regrets there. Mm. But then you can share that with those kids you know are trying to fall out. You know what it's like. These kids, 15, 16, there's other things going on and there's other attractions, or if, if you like, or distractions. And just to try and pull them back in. So, look, one of, one of my regrets is not playing, not continue playing. And that, I mean, so, such a long time out and then trying to get back is really, really difficult so I think our experiences to be, to be shared with others is is real is the real value of, of life really isn't it 100% on a, on a, on a sort of deeper level yeah. so thanks thanks for sharing that I, I wasn't expecting that but 
that's what the podcast's about, you know, the unexpected. Right, let's lighten it up a bit. Come on. Um, <laughs> the six aside squad. So Jamie was on uh, the last show and he picked a six aside squad based on um, players he'd worked with or um, it's kind of YouTube YouTube players and stuff. You've got eight players for a six-side squad. Um, you've got to choose a goalkeeper. Um, who, who are you going to choose? So, um, you've got yeah, to choose no. that geezer you head-butted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Listen, I'm truly sorry. I'm not laughing to car side. Come on. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh dear! So, <laughs> all right. So my my goalkeeper would be someone called Melvin Campbell. Um, uh, you know, um, you won't really know him on the kind of I'd say YouTube circuit. Um, but you know, I I kind of played with him at Norton, and we also now um, and I kind of managed him as well. And and actually now we are uh, playing together on uh, Saturday for Independent FC. Absolutely amazing goalkeeper. Absolutely amazing. Agile, um, quick. Um, he he kind of com- communicates well. And you know what? He's slightly crazy. And you know what? That's what you need for a goalkeeper. Um, and um, he literally reminds me of Tim Howard. Literally, if you, you know, if you, you know, just, yeah, Google Tim Howard and then just call him Mel. You know, honestly, spit an image. Spit an image. Right. Tim Howard played for Everton. Yes, Amer- he's American, wasn't he? Yes, American. Yeah, American. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, and United as well. Yeah. So he's your goalie. Yeah. And um, yeah, carry on. And, and then, okay, so should I name two two centre Two, yeah, two 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 defenders. Okay, I would say Jazzy Bruce. Jazzy Bruce, yeah. He's, you know, he's, uh, you know, my like, type of defender. No nonsense. Um, very strong, strong in, in the tackle. And you know what? He's not afraid to play it long. He's literally not afraid to kind of look for those long diagonal balls rather than trying to play from the back. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would kind of, you know, definitely, definitely have him. And then beside him... I would have uh, someone called Steve Callas. Um, again, um, people will, wouldn't really know him on the on the uh, YouTube circuit or kind of uh, or, you know or on the internet. But again, absolute leader, um, yeah, leader of men, um, and you know he he was he's so inspirational. You know, I I literally made him my like captain, you know, his speeches at halftime blew me away. You know, he just had like the gift. He could, he could, you know, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know, I, you know, I would literally put him in the same category as Big G regarding his motivational um, uh, speeches. Absolutely top notch. And then if we're looking at are we looking at two or three midfielders? Go on, three midfielders. Okay, so let's so kind of let's kind of keep it current. So I'd say Raja um, from people from Peoples FC. Um, Raja, yeah, yeah. 
complete midfielder for me. Um, you know, he he's literally got it all. Um, passing range, tackling. Um, he's got a great engine as well. And just because, you know, like he kind of might look slight, that, that doesn't mean that, you know, he's easy to shake off the ball. Absolutely quality, quality player. Um, I would say Jarvis from the Spartans. Um, and again, I think um, people should look up the Spartans. They literally play in the Croydon Prem, um, Premier League. And um, they've been slowly building up their fan base and they, and they put out videos on that YouTube. Um, and again, they are... Are they Saturday or Sunday side? Uh, that's a Sunday team. Okay, Spartans. Yeah, Spartans. So, you know, um, they're in the same league as um, Sandersteads, Croydon, Saha. Um, honestly, they are, they are a mean, mean outfit. And um, Jarvis reminds me, and I know this is, this is a big statement, but, you know, almost like a Steven Gerrard type of player. Like, he can play in any position. And, you know, he, he will literally score goals. He will like, assist, tackle. He's got the engine. Um, and again, you know, when like Javs is missing from, from, you know, from the Spartans, they are almost, well, I'm, I'm not going to say half of the team because, you know, he's like not been around for, you know, the like, past couple of weeks. Um, but again, you know, they like do miss him. And yeah, he's an absolute player, absolute player. And, and my third would be, again, someone that you wouldn't know uh, from from the YouTube or internet circuit, but again, hopefully, hopefully he, he like, he like maybe listening, someone called Carl Lacey. Carl Lacey is probably the most gifted midfielder I've seen that hasn't made it pro. Um, the, like the things he could do on the ball, it was, you know, you know, and again, he, he literally did it with a purpose. Um, you know, he, you know, a bit of Ronaldo, um, a bit of Messi, a bit of the original Ronaldo. Um, you know, uh, he, you know, he could glide past players like Kaka. Um, he, he had everything in his game. And, and like, you know what? He was a genuine bloke as well. He was, you know, he was so humble. He just wanted to come and play football and then go home and see the family. Absolutely gifted. Absolutely. Who did he play for? Norton? Yeah, so literally, he could have played um, for, like, Norton FC. Like, again, um, myself, Carl, and, you know, I would say one of my mentors that literally taught me how to play the centre-back role called Peter Ford. Um, uh, we, we can all used to meet at... Oh, so, so like, myself and Carl used to meet at Fort Heath Ponds in uh, Croydon, and then Peter would come and pick us up and then we would drive to wherever the, um, the like, game was. Um, so, you know, I've got to give a big shout out to Peter Ford. Without him, I, I wouldn't have got to a lot of games. Um, and, like, he, and like, he taught me a lot. You know, he kind of taught me a lot in terms of how to defend, how to kind of be aggressive in the tackle, what, you, know, uh, you know, positioning. And, you know, we, we literally used to talk in the car. Even though he's a United fan, you know, and you know, and uh, myself and Carl are, are Liverpool fans, and of course that you know that was when United were you know 
at the top. Rough, so you, yeah. you know, we kind of had to, you know, hold our kind of um, mouth <laughs> at the time. But um, but yeah, he you know um, Peter Ford taught me a lot. He literally taught me a lot. But yeah, Carl Lacey, probably probably the most gifted midfielder or possibly even player I've ever seen not to go pro. Go on, you got two two up top. Two, two up top. So I would say, um, and again, uh, let's kind of go uh, with Matt Drage of from Sporting Continental. Um, again, Matt Sport, Drage. Yeah, Drage from Sporting Continental. Um, Sporting Continental put out great content. Um, I love what they're doing. They are they are in the championship at the Southern Sunday, and uh, Matt scores for fun. Uh, I mean, um, he scores for fun. I've, um, I kind of watched him in the final last year in the London Junior Cup. Um, and he just, you know, like his passing range, absolutely amazing. He was like, he was kind of taking free kicks, you know, in his own box and literally finding people. It was amazing. But again, he's got an eye for goal. Absolute eye for goal. And um, I think at this present moment, I think he's wrapped up. You know, yeah, I think he's in double figures already. And, um, the, you know, I think they've only played about four or five games. And, um, wow. yeah, he's, he's, he's like racking up. And, you know, um, I know that there's, there was a poll or literally, um, I know there was, a, there was a lot of platforms that were talking about like the best Sunday league strikers. And, of course, there's, you know, Zach Hanser um, and his, you know, Winger as well. And, you know, there's kind of other well-known teams um, that literally have like their kind of, you know, fan base. I can tell you this right now, Matt Drage should be in that conversation. He, he's, he like definitely should be in that conversation. No shadow of a doubt. It's purely on the fact for me that they don't have the, the subscriber following like the SE Dons or, or um, Lambeth. But Matt Drage should be in that conversation 100%. Yeah, because Jamie pe- chose Winger, I think. He chose Zach and Winger, so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then. Who's your um, last pick? And my um, other pick is someone called David. Uh, David, you know, again, I kind of managed him and um, had the pleasure to like, play with him at um, Wimbledon Town. And I kind of play with Wimbledon Town on a, on a, a Sunday. Um, but I also managed him and played play with him at Norton. We literally called him Drogba because he literally looked like Drogba. Absolutely like you. He, like six foot two, strong, athletic, quick. And, you know, he could literally handle the whole back four by himself. He was that type of player. Um, and, you know, and again, he was, I would say, you know, on the verge of that, you know, on that kind of pre-Madonna, you know, type of character. But you know what? He literally deserved it because, you know, the things that guy could do by himself, he could win you a game when, like, you know, you were struggling. And, you know, and the moment the ball went up to him, you knew it would stick. You knew, you know, he would literally try and create something out of nothing. And again, he would just work so hard for the team. Absolutely so hard. And, you know, he, I would say, was the first person who I looked at and I thought, you know what? I want to get 
myself into some sort of shape like him. <laughs> you know, so, you know, um, so, you know, I kind of literally went to one of his um, PT boot camps. We're, we're like talking like a couple of years ago. Um, and then, you know, you know, and again, this guy keeps himself in, in, in like amazing shape. Um, and again, honestly, like he could, he could easily play Friday, Saturday, Sunday football without breaking a sweat. 100%. Um, so yeah, that would, that would literally probably um, complete my team. There you go. Good team. Good team. So plenty of, plenty of check out. Jazzy Bruce plays for, excuse me. Huh? Essie Dons. Essie Dons. My kids have killed me because they're not knowing that. <laughs> Steve, Steve Cullis is Norton. Yep. Uh, Raja, yeah, we know. Okay, yeah, I've got the other. David played for Wimbledon. Yeah, Wimbledon Town and, and you know, also Norton as well. Carl Lacey Norton and then Matt Drage, Sporting Continental. Sporting Continental. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Lacey was Norton as well? Yes. All right, cool. Okay then. Um that was that's good. Good to good to hear about players. I mean it's not all about YouTube players, the the podcast really. It's um for people from outside of it, inside it, around it. Not quite around it yet, you know. So we we could go it I don't know who the next even know who the next guest is gonna be, but um it could be someone that's been in the game fifty, yeah. sixty years, you know, one of them old brers that are old boys that have been about a bit. Um who I quite like talking to as well. You know, you can't beat it up bit of experience. Like you was talking about 40 in the car. You know, I love the bit in the car. The car's I mean, the best bit. Or sitting on the yeah. train and just chatting football with someone you've never met before. It's just like, yeah. to me, is heaven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah um, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I mean you know, um, and again, you know, um, I'm not knocking any any kind of new, um, up, new and upcoming teams who are just filming filming their like games and you know if like people are watching you know they think oh you know this like this is like the best player since sliced bread literally i'm not knocking any any like viewers any like you know supporters or audience again you know um i was you know i was in my i'd say in my early 20s when you know youtube was a thing and you know um there's kind of so like many players you know if you know i kind of had the but like now and the experience that I have now, if I could exactly what you thought, if I could just take out my phone and just literally have, and literally record those conversations I used to have in that car, you know, that's liquid gold. You know, there's, there's literally so like many goals I've seen, so many incidents that I've seen mm. um, that just haven't been caught because, you know, of course at the time, you know, it wasn't a thing, um, It you know, we were just there to just to play. And I'm not saying that people are, you know, are not coming to Saturday or Sunday football to play, but, you know, eight times out of 10, there's a photographer there. There's someone with a phone there, you know. With, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did a, I did a, did a, an evening with the White Oaks, new, White Oaks, um, new manager, new management team come in um, just before lockdown two. And I think they played one game. Anyway, we had an evening with 
and there was like 20 people in the room the manager the the assistant manager and this old geezer called uh, Codge who's played in Series C in the 60s you know what I mean and these are these are people that I absolutely adore yeah and I just want to sit down with him for a couple of hours and you know I don't drink I'll have a cup of tea I'll have a Guinness or whatever and just talk to these people but, but the point is when we left the room someone said immediately did you record it <laughs> and I yeah. said and I thought about this because I did have a note on my on my in my pad record mm. and 20 minutes in I realized I hadn't started recording mm. and I think this I, I and then afterwards I thought about this and I thought okay but not everything has to be recorded because you know these memories of you sitting in the car with 40 and all that you know they're pre they're precious memories and 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 the goals you've seen and the games you've seen and you know as we get older we we, we can or cannot remember these things but i think some things are quite good not being not being recorded if you know what i mean and and this generation would probably think hold on these these two geezers are bonkers but <laughs> but you know i can't, i'm i'm in my 50s you know what i mean i remember i love remembering stuff um, yeah. And then, you know, someone might come up with a photo or uh, my mum, you know, one of my family might say, oh, do you remember that? Or I've got a picture of that. And the, so, you know, um, I suppose what I'm trying to say is memories are good as well. The mind is, is fantastic. It, 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 and obviously things that are recorded, some of the stuff out there, um, I would say the majority of the stuff is, is interesting and it's fantastic and you know so innovative and the graphics and all that it's just it's just uh it's just amazing but i think there is some space for um for people to kind of just just enjoy enjoy the moment if you know what i mean yeah 100 i think you know you know we have to sometimes get back to use our imagination mm. like you know like the great storytellers will literally tell you a story and then you can imagine being there Yes. Like, those are the people that I want to surround myself with. I don't have to, you know, look at a picture or look at a video. And, you know, with football, you know, again, when you're playing, when you're watching, like, just use your imagination, you know. Um, and again, you know, as, you know, as, as, a, as a footballer now, it's like, okay, you know what? I, I literally imagine myself winning every single challenge and again i'm not saying that you know some like players don't but again i'm kind of using part of my brain that some people have probably even for you know forgotten how to use because you know e you know everything is just laid out for them on on like you know whatever platform it is and again it is a great thing because again you know I, i'm i am in that industry you know i you know do record games i like record people's people's stories but again there's like you know sometimes it's good just to put down the phone or put down your camera and just have a good natter and you know and to remember that you know we are blessed to have our kind of ears our imagination and our sight just to take things in to remember them and and to store them and then to carry on with our journey. 
I think, um, I think. Yeah, most... I mean, I come back on a Saturday, having been to whatever game, or on a Sunday, and um, I wouldn't say my, my my wife is not interested, but she just loves sit down. What happened? Yeah, I don't have to get my phone out and show her. And there's, there's nothing, but do you see what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And I'm sure there's other people like that that go back from doing some filming or doing it, you know, there's always something going on. And that's what the beauty of football is. It is a theatre and it's like, I, th- I was listening to Wenger last night on, a, uh, yesterday on Desert Island Discs. I don't know if you heard it, but you should catch yeah. up on that. And he was saying that, you know, going to football you never know what's going to happen. If you go to theater, to a theatre, you kind of know what's, what's, what the ending is because you go and watch Hamilton or whatever it is you're going to, or a musical or what, you know, I'm just using that as an example, but you kind of know what the ending is and it's an experience and it's a night out and it's theatre uh, acting or singing or dancing. Um, but if, with football, he said football, you just don't know what's going to happen and it's so unpredictable and the amount of stories like you say the amount of stories that come out of that are just just endless aren't they 100%, definitely. and i think that i think that's why we go i think that's why we get in the car with peter 40 and we might lose but at least we've had that time with 40 yeah do you know what i mean definitely one 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 and again you know um sometimes you can kind of look um back on the video and you know um it may not look how you felt in that particular moment but you know having someone like 40 with me you know he would literally tell me look you know what even though the like video starts here and in the, literally this is like your phase of play you was probably about two or three yards off the opponent before the video even started and literally that's what you've got to work on and you know you know and again having like those very candid conversations in the car mm. uh, definitely made me into um like a better player and 100 percent made me into a better person and a better man definitely is there anyone that you apart from 40 is there anyone that you you admire any yeah. heroes any yeah. one that you think yeah, um, this um, there's um, someone else called Howard Howard Lewis. Uh, again, you know, um, he's a great ambassador for grassroots football. Um, he's not in the game per se, um, but you know, he's very very not you know knowledgeable. Um, oh gosh, this I say um, Graham Roder from. Um, from the Southern Sunday, the amount of work that it does behind the scenes is is absolutely crazy. Um, I think you know, I think people really do not know how much work that guy puts in. Um, unsung hero, um, Michelle Fitzgerald from from that you know Croydon League as well, just doing just amazing things. Um, Don, Mark, there's, you know, there's so many people, you know, I literally admire anyone that's doing anything behind the scenes and, you know, especially doing it because you know what, they just love the game. Um, I'm, you know, I'm 
I am very easy to please. <laughs> so, you know, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know what? Kai, like, literally, you know, like, Kai, you know, um, you know, you, you kind of touched upon it right at the beginning. We, we like spoke and, you know, which I knew straight away. I'm like, you know what? I may not be the person, but, you know, I know someone that you would find an uh, instant connection with. Kai started people to see from, from. No, that's, that's, I mean, that is a, when he, when he, when when I spoke to him and he told me that story, I had to sit down. I missed my train, I think, because it mean, was just I, like, hold on, wow, this is uh, this is amazing. And then I went down and uh, you know I went down and met met them. Unfortunately, they live right the other side of London, and I should make a bit yeah. more of an effort to be honest. But you know what it's like. Um, I'm out on a Saturday. I'm, 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 I, can I be out all day Sunday? I probably mm-hmm. should make an out. make it make more of an effort. But when I met him, it was just like wow, amazing, honestly, phenomenal. What an amazing man! And again, you know, I was I was thinking, what was I doing? In my, you know, in my early twenties, I was not doing this. You know, he mm-hmm. he's like again. You know, he is such such an ambassador to to like you know literally not. Not like only football, but you know, to the UK. Sorry, you know, literally, I'm gonna say it straight, straight away. Like he, there's so so much. Um, and again, as I as I said before, anyone that literally supports grassroots and you know, and again, anyone that does anything behind the scenes, um, you know, unspoken guys, I salute you because again, I know exactly what it takes. Um, especially in these times right now where, where, you know, again, grassroots football is, and sport in general is, like, needed more than ever. And, you know, knowing that a lot of these people are doing their utmost, when we do come back to kind of make it as pain-free as possible, I salute those guys 100%. Brilliant. Um, right, we've got to have to wrap it down. Yeah. I knew, I, knew, I, knew we'd get, <laughs> I knew we'd get a lot of talking. <laughs> But um, but you know that's that's look. What else are we gonna do on a Monday night? Come on. Um, the last question: Is there any advice you'd give to up and coming or aspiring content creators? Gosh, um, you know what? Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. Um, do not be afraid to pivot. You know, be be consistent and be true. Um, and yeah, I know that's quite a lot of advice, um, but it's kind of absolutely true. And, and you, know, I've, you know, I've kind of pivoted and, you know, I know I'll probably pivot again. Um, I absolutely enjoy what I do. Um, I'm literally authentic with, with literally everything that I put out. Um, and, and like, you know what? If for whatever reason you don't want to post for a week or two on whatever platform, it's okay. It's absolutely fine. Um, you know, even if you reach one person, that one person, you could touch their lives. You could change their, their like perception of football or sport or, or whatever you are looking to go into. Just honestly, just just be happy um, and, you know, everything else will just fall into place. Listen, it's been great having you on. I think we've got 
an, nearly an hour of uh, podcast there, and um, I don't like to edit really. Yeah, <laughs> no, perfect. Um, so um, I'm just going to let it let it go. Listen, uh, it's really good um, chatting to you. Thanks for coming on and giving your time. I thought it was really, really insightful. And um, thanks for being so open, man. It's no, really appreciate it. No comment. And you know, if you kind of want some um, ideas for like more like guests, I'm literally more than happy to to actually help. Um, you know, if there's kind of literally anyone that you think you know what. Therese might kind of know them or literally know like someone literally just like send me a message or like a DM. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll help 100%. Yeah, I've got to get 40 on, I think. Um, listen, you know what? That would that would be an amazing podcast. All right, let's do I, 40. Let's get, I, let's get, try and get 40 on. I will literally, I will literally WhatsApp him tonight. All right. I will 100%. All right, listen, thanks for coming on. God bless, man. Take it easy. And um, I'll probably get to meet you at some point. Yes. Just for the listeners, we've never actually met. And it's quite, <laughs> that's quite a phenomenon in itself. It's like, half these people I've never met. I mean, I met, yeah, I've met, I've met a few, but like, you know, some I've never even met. But um, I feel like, uh, I feel like a kindred spirit um, in my life. So, uh, and long may it last. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, and and literally, I want to kind of bank you with like all of your hard work, and and you know, you you literally have like a platform, and you know, um, that literally helps helps people from whatever you know, a walk of life, whatever yeah. genre of sport or industry, um, and again, you know, um, you know, you know, I like feel that. You know, yeah, we we are literally cut from the same cloth, um, and you know, you know, literally, that's literally what I kind of love about your your like videos and your interviews as well. It's just, it just, it's just so like natural and so warm and welcoming. So again, I want to thank you one hundred percent. Cheers, brother. Make them like make them smile. Yeah, hundred percent. And always be available. All right. Definitely. Take care, man. God bless. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Speak to you soon. Bye. One-to-one with odds and evens. One-to-one with odds and evens is a time bomb production for Selk Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Check out on all the socials, odds and evens. I'm out. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.